Hi, this is Austin Anderson. I'm the lead pastor of Tekoa Church. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Tekoa Church exists to see people connect to God, to find and live out their purpose. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and draws you closer to God. Good morning, Tekoa. As Pastor Austin said, I am Pastor Lauren, and it is an honor to be with you guys this morning to kick off our Second Chances series. And this series is all about how we serve a God who is a God of second chances. And maybe today you are feeling like you need a second chance. And the good news is that God is a God who wants relationship with us. And time and time again, we see in the Bible that people messed it up. They did not get things right, but God kept giving them a second chance. He did and he does want relationship. And so he truly is a God of second chance. And so our hope and our prayer is that through this series, you will be encouraged to see that we serve a God of second chances. And if you've ever messed up, if you've ever felt like there is no hope, I pray that you find some hope today. Because we see this throughout the Old Testament. There's story after story where people got it totally wrong. And he could have just annihilated everybody and been like, I'm starting over. Like, we are done. Which he did kind of do one time. But then he never did it again. (laughs) And the good news is that that's not the God that we serve. Because he continues to give them second chances. And so there is hope for you and for me. And I'm here to tell you, don't count yourself out. Don't keep yourself away. And that is the theme of my message today. Don't keep yourself away. God is a God of second chances, and today he wants to give you one if you need it. I want to say that again. He wants to give you one if you need it, if you are willing to take it. So have you ever felt like you're not good enough for God? Or maybe it's not necessarily God, but it's people in the church that have felt judged. You felt judged by them. You felt like maybe you weren't good enough to be in church. You felt like you didn't belong. So in turn, you decided to keep yourself away. You're like, I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to figure things out on my own, and then maybe when I'm ready, when I'm good enough, then I'll come back. Then maybe I'll, I'll bring myself back in. And we're going to look at a story of the Israelites who didn't do that. They didn't keep themselves away. They actually pressed in and they begged for an opportunity to be with God, to be with their people because they realized the value of being with each other while they figured it out. They pressed in even when they were called unclean. And so this week we're going to kick off in the Old Testament and a look at the story of the Israelites in a book called Numbers. And it's a story of Moses and the Israelites who have just come out of Egypt. And it was the year prior that they were given instructions to celebrate this thing called Passover. And for some, they were kept away from Passover. And so instead of not celebrating, they opted to press in and ask for an opportunity to be a part of it. But before we can fully get into that, I want to unpack a little bit of what is Passover. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing the word Passover and you're like, did somebody jump over somebody? Is this like a kid's game? Like, what, what is Passover? Passover was a celebration commemorating God delivering Israel and the Israelites from Egypt. 
When they were in Egypt, this was a horrible time of slavery and oppression. Like, this was not a fun place to be. There were plagues and, like, think of the worst of the worst. Kind of loosely, like our 4th of July celebration, or maybe like Juneteenth. Like, this was a, a celebration of freedom. It was a celebration of God bringing them into a promise of his people and who they were. But Passover was very, very specific. It was a month-long celebration of specific food that was to be eaten. There were days and times. Like, this was a very ritualistic, specific celebration from God to celebrate God, what he had done for his people. And it was an honoring time. It was a cleansing time. It was a celebration to remember all that God had done for them in Egypt. And so when God had given them this celebration, they were still in Egypt. And early on, it was a very specific celebration on a specific day, a specific time um, to celebrate their freedom of life and different things. And so God delivered them from Pharaoh, and he delivered them from this oppression and this slavery. And so Passover was this reminder of all of this freedom. It was a reminder that they had a living and holy God that loved them. So here they are, they're out of Egypt, this is a year later, and God reminded them that Passover wasn't just something to celebrate while they were in Egypt, it was something to continue celebrating year after year, to remind them about what God had done, to remind them about where they had come from and where they were now. Do it and remember and celebrate. God had wanted more for them. God had reminded them it's a time of honoring, it's a time of celebration. And so when they had come out of Egypt, God said, do not keep yourself away. And so let's pick up in Numbers 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 6, and let's see what it says. But some of them could not celebrate the Passover on that day because they were ceremonially unclean on account of a dead body. And so they came to Moses and Aaron, who were their leaders at the time, that same day and said to Moses, we have become unclean because of a dead body, but why should we be kept from presenting the Lord's offering with the other Israelites at the appointed time? So part of the rules of Passover were that if you were unclean, you weren't allowed to participate. Now there's different kinds of uncleanliness. There were sin uncleanliness, and then there was what they called ritual unpurity or uncleanliness. And so this idea was that if you touched something that was unclean, that you yourself would be unclean. So in this scripture, they talked about a dead body. So if you touched a dead body, you yourself would become unclean. The other things were like if you touched mold, if you had um, foods that were impure, or for women, yay us women, if you were menstruating or if you had had a baby. These were things that would make you unclean. Now the thing is is that God was pure. God was life. God was pure and so you needed to honor God and revere God and so for you to be unclean in the presence of God it was not a thing that you wanted to do because it was disrespecting God. So if you were unclean to go into the presence of God or to participate in one of these rituals, you were dishonoring God. But the good news was these ritual impurities meant it was a temporary thing. Because it wasn't a sin thing, this was a temporary thing. So like if you touched a dead body, it's not like you were like holding on to it, like hanging out with it. Like this was like a temporary thing. 
Spoiler alert for guys, menstruating is not a permanent thing. Like, this doesn't happen all the time. So, like, this was for a period of time, and then it stops. So, like, these were things that were temporary. It wasn't forever. And so there was an end point to it. So these people are coming saying, wait, why do we have to miss out? Why do we not to get to participate? Like, this was a temporary thing. Like, we don't want to miss out on this celebration. Why, why do we have to miss out? Now for us, fast forward, we're in the time post all of these ritual impurities. Like, it's different for us. We don't have this checklist to come together, to come to a Tekoa group, to get together as believers. We don't have this ritual checklist. But I would venture to guess you might have a mental checklist of what it takes to come to church, because I know I do. I have a checklist of worthiness of whether or not I am allowed to come to church. I have a worthiness checklist of whether or not it's okay for me to come. You know, maybe on Saturday night, you and your spouse get in a fight over finances, and you haven't quite made your peace yet. So come Sunday morning, you're not quite feeling clean. Don't keep yourself away from the celebration of church. Or maybe there's a school shooting that's happened, and you are watching the world, and you are watching what is happening, and you have anger that is welling up inside of you, and you're not quite sure what to do with these feelings. Don't keep yourself away from the celebration of church on Sunday. Or maybe you had a huge presentation at work. You have been working for weeks and for months to prepare, and you get through this presentation. You think you nailed it, and then your boss calls you in for a meeting, and he just rips you a new one and tears you apart, and you are feeling completely worthless. You are feeling totally unworthy. And now you're getting in the car to drive to your Tacoa group, and you're like, I don't know if I want to go. I am feeling like nothing. Do not keep yourself away from the celebration. <clears throat> my faith journey began for me when I was in high school. Uh, my parents divorced when I was a baby, and so summer before high school, I moved in with my dad. Uh, my mom was not what you would call the poster child for moms. She had her demons that she wrestled with my whole life. Um, and so when we moved in with my dad, we moved in literally right behind the largest church in our town. You could literally hear, like, the worship from our house. And so one day I told my dad, I was like, hey, I'm going to go to youth group. And he's like, cool, take your sister. So we, like, walked over the hill and went to youth group. And that kind of began my faith journey. But when I was there, there were many times I didn't feel like I belonged because we didn't have the picture-perfect family. I didn't have the mom and the dad, and we didn't do the, like, family things. We didn't, like, drive in our suburban to church, and we didn't have the, like, picture-perfect picnics in the yard, and we, like, didn't have all those things. And so there were many times that I felt unclean. There were many times I felt like I didn't belong because I didn't have the picture that was being told of what a family was supposed to be. And I distinctly remember there was an opportunity for a leadership position, and there was literally a conversation being had in the room where they were talking about whether or not 
I was qualified because I wasn't going to have a mom cheering for me. I wasn't going to have a mom supporting me. Now, don't get me wrong. My dad was like front and center. Like, you know, when they talk about like soccer moms or like cheer moms or dance moms or whatever, like my dad was that person. Like he was front and center, like doing all the things. But because it wasn't my mom, we didn't fit the mold. We didn't fit the picture of what church talked about as a family unit. And so more often than not, I felt like something was wrong with me. I didn't feel like I belonged. So I began to take on the identity of being unclean. I began to take on the identity of being unworthy. I began to take on the idea that I should not show up because it would be easier for everybody else and it would be better for me if I wasn't there. So there were events, there was youth group, there were many times that I would not show up because it would be better, because they'd be talking about and they'd be focusing on things that I didn't fit the mold for, so it was easier. I would just opt out. But here is the thing. That is not what Jesus says about me. That is not the identity that God has given me. That is not who I am. I am not unclean in the eyes of God because my parents are divorced. I am not unclean in the eyes of God because of the relationship I had with my mom. None of that says who I am. And just because I didn't fit their mold does not mean I was not worthy. And there are times that we feel like opting out, but we should be urging to press in. In verse 7, they said, why should we be kept away? Why? Do not keep yourself away from the celebration. Do you have this attitude? Do you press in, or do you be like, mm, I'll get you next time. I'm just going to hang out at home because it's safer, it's easier. Or do you push in and find community? Do you push in and find the presence of God? Do you push into the celebration? We have an opportunity to find people, to find a place, to find our purpose. And this doesn't mean that you have to talk about what's going on. This doesn't mean that you have to share everything that's going on in your life. This doesn't mean that you have to bear your soul. But when we are together in the house of God, there is something that happens when the Spirit is moving. There is something that happens when we are together with one another that God does something amazing. By showing up, it matters. By being present, it matters. You matter to God. You matter to us. Don't keep yourself away. So let's see what God said to this request when they asked, why should they be kept away? So verse 9, he says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites, When any of you or your descendants are unclean because of a dead body, or any of you are away on a journey, they are still to celebrate the Lord's Passover. God graciously responded with this eagerness for them to celebrate. God wanted them to be a part of it. And the verses go on to say, just do it next month. Just wait till you're clean. Because this uncleanliness was temporary, because touching the dead body, because of the bleeding, because of those things, the uncleanliness was a temporary thing. He said, do it next month. 
He said you still get to partake in all of the ritual, the day, the time, all the things. Just do it next month. God wanted them to be a part of it. God wanted them to celebrate. God wanted them to be with their people. This is good news. Keep the same rules. Keep the rituals. Keep all the things. Just do it next month when you're clean. Just do it next month. Don't keep yourself away from God. He doesn't want you away, so don't keep yourself away from him. And this is the truth for us. God has made a way for us to come together to celebrate. God has made a way for us to gather with one another. And do we eagerly fight to be together, or do we opt out? You know, when we've had that fight on Sunday night, do we, or Saturday night, do we go, eh, I'll just watch church when it's posted online later this week? You know, or after that bad conversation with our boss, do we go, mm, I'm just going to go get takeout, or I'm going to go grab a drink, and I'm going to go home later. I'm not going to go to my group because I don't really want to have to deal with people, you know? Or after dealing with some bad news of what's going on in the world, we're like, I'm just going to go home and binge Netflix. What do you do? How do you respond? Do you keep yourself away or do you press in? Do you surround yourself with people? Do you show up? How you respond matters. And I think we can agree that life doesn't always feel like celebrating. We don't always feel like wanting to be with people. It is so much easier sometimes to stay home. I am fully guilty of binging quite a few seasons of some TV shows. Trust me. My, do you want to watch another episode or ask me later has come up many times on Netflix. I'm like, really? Did you have to ask me? Just keep playing. Come on. I'm having a moment here. Like, yes, there are times that we want to do that. But I think there is something here about this idea of why should we be kept away? We shouldn't. We should gather together. The Israelites could have stayed home. They could have just been like, well, we missed it. We'll catch it next year. But they didn't. They were like, no, I need to. I want to be with my people. I want to be with God. I want to celebrate. I want to do this. Don't keep yourself away from God. And I know for me that there have been times where ministry can be hard. Ministry can be messy. And I've shared briefly that in the last couple of years, my own personal life has been hard with my medical condition of my concussion. And I have not been the easiest person to live with. In the last few years, there's been a lot of changes in our family. There's been times where it's hard for me to get off the couch and not because I'm binge watching and I'm sucked into a TV show, but like literally like the lights are off and I cannot do anything because my body can't. And that's been hard because we had a kid. And so you're juggling a kid and the house and church planting and my husband's got a job and we've got finances and like there's all these things. And at a point, we're human. There have been some very unhappy conversations in our household. And I have had to ask for forgiveness many times. And there have been plenty of weeks come Sunday morning, I'm like, so how do I call in sick? Is that an option? Oh wait, it's COVID. So if you call in sick, that's like a whole other kind of thing. Showing up matters. 
I don't have to talk about it with everybody. There are some people that are like, hey, are you doing okay? And I'm like, I'm hanging in there. And there's a few trusted people that I can talk about it with because you need your trusted people to talk about things with. You don't have to talk about it with everybody. But showing up matters. Being with your people matters. Being in the house of God matters because I have been outside of that. I have been out of the covering of God. I have been away from this and that is not a place to be. That is a dark, scary place. Trying to do life on your own in this broken world is hard. Like it is hard enough to do life with God. It is so much harder to do life without God. That doesn't mean we're not promised trials and tribulations. Unfortunately, that's in the Bible too. But doing life with God is so much easier. We still have to ask for forgiveness. There are so many times I have to ask my husband for forgiveness on those Sunday afternoons because I leave at oh dark 30, so I leave before he gets up most of the time. But it matters to show up. It matters to be with your people. It matters to be seen. It matters to be loved. And when you are with your people, that happens. And that's one of our prayers here at Tekoa is that you would be seen. This is a home for you. You don't have to talk about everything. You don't have to air your dirty laundry. Like, if you want to, you can. I mean, not literally your laundry, but like, you know, your emotional laundry. We are here for it. But showing up matters. It's hard. It is hard to uncover all of the things about life, but when you do, it matters. Because being on the outside of all of that, being on the outside of the covering of God is so much harder. There is wisdom with God. There is knowledge with God. There is hope with God. There is peace with God. There is love with God. There is gentleness. There is kindness. There is grace. There is so much that comes with being with God, but it is harder on the outside. It is easy to stay away at first, but then it gets really hard. And so pressing in matters. Showing up matters. So let's keep reading and see how this ends. Numbers 9, 7, 14 says, A foreigner residing among you is also to celebrate the Lord's Passover in accordance with its rules and regulations. You might have the same regulations for both the foreigner and the native-born. So God didn't just include the unclean and those that are away on a long journey. He included the foreigner. God is saying all are welcome to celebrate. God is giving an opportunity here for anybody who wants to participate to come and celebrate. And this is good news. You don't have to wait till next year. You don't have to wait till a certain time. We get to celebrate now. We get to celebrate at any point that we want because the good news is we have Jesus. Jesus came and died on a cross for us and he lived the perfect life and he was the perfect sacrifice for all of our sins so that we could live in relationship with God, so that we could be reunited with him. And Jesus makes a way for us at any moment. There are no ritual cleansings that we have to do. We just have to confess with our mouth that we want to be with him. We don't have to wait. Jesus wants our hearts, and he wants to give us a second chance. 
if we are feeling unclean, if we are feeling broken, if we are feeling hopeless, if we are feeling unworthy, if we are feeling angry, if we are feeling any of those things, his grace is sufficient. You are never too far gone. And God didn't just make this way for the believers to celebrate. He didn't make this way for those that were on that long journey. He made a way for all of us. And if you would like today to be in relationship with Jesus, if you would like today to be made clean, or maybe today you need that second chance, maybe today you are realizing you have walked away and you are struggling on your own and you want to come back to God, today is the day right now. I want to give you an opportunity. With every head bow, will you guys pray this prayer with me? Jesus, thank you that you love me. I now turn away from all the bad stuff in my life and I ask you to forgive me. I thank you that you died for me so that I could be forgiven and set free and made clean. I now receive your forgiveness and I put my trust in you. And I ask you to come in my heart by the Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you. Amen. And when we were unclean, we were made unclean by that touching of the things that were unclean. But here's the thing. Jesus is pure and he is light. And when Jesus came into this world, he was pure and he was holy. And here's the cool thing. Anytime Jesus touched anything, he made it pure. So there was a bleeding woman who was unclean. And you know what Jesus did? He touched her. He went up and he touched her and he made her clean. And he said, by your faith, you are clean. And then there was a leper who was unclean because of their skin. And Jesus went up and he touched him and said, you are clean. And then there was a friend of Jesus who had died. And Jesus went and wept with this family because he was grieved by the loss of his friend. But do you know what Jesus did? He went up and he touched his friend and said, rise. Jesus went and touched all of the things that were unclean and made them clean again. This wasn't just for fun. Jesus did this on purpose because everything that Jesus did had a purpose. He came and he made all the unclean things clean again. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the way, and we have an opportunity to access him at any point. Anytime that we are feeling unworthy, he can make us clean. You are not too far gone from God. Do not keep yourself away. And are you willing to accept this? Jesus brings us life. He brings us healing. He brings us hope. When we are feeling unworthy, he makes us worthy. When we are feeling hopeless, he makes us hopeful. When we are feeling unloved, he makes us loved. When we are feeling lost, he makes us found. And the list goes on and on. Whatever you need, Jesus can provide for you. His grace is sufficient. Do not keep yourself away. And if today is a day that you prayed the prayer of accepting Jesus in your life, or maybe today is a day you are exploring faith and this is still new to you, 
wherever you find yourself on, on this journey, I want to encourage you that God wants to continue to give you second chances. Every single day, at every moment, God is ready to give you a second chance, whatever you need. Whether you need peace, whether you need joy, whether you need hope, whether you need love, whatever it is that you need. And I'm going to invite the band to come back up. Whatever you find yourself needing today, Jesus wants to give it to you. All we have to do is ask for it. And I encourage you to show up at church, even when it's hard. Show up to your people. Maybe it's asking somebody to coffee, to process life when it's hard. Maybe it's showing up to church, not to talk about anything, but just showing up because being in the house of God matters. Don't keep yourself away. Spending time in prayer with God just to share with him what's on your heart and what is going on. He wants to hear from you. God doesn't want you to be alone. He doesn't want you to feel like you are unworthy. He doesn't want you to feel like you don't matter because you do. He loves you so much. Jesus is here to bring you life. He is here to bring you hope. He is here to bring healing. And all of that can be found with him every single day at every single moment whenever you need it. We do not have to wait. Don't keep yourself away. Thank you for joining us on the Tacoa Church podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and let God do the work only he can do. We hope it helped you wherever you are at in your faith journey. We want to connect with you if you're going through something difficult or looking to be a part of our church community. Fill out the Tacoa card on our Connect page, tacoachurch.org connect. While there, you can also see the most up-to-date information in the life of our church. A special thank you to those of you who give to Tacoa. Your sacrifice makes this podcast and our Sunday gatherings possible, as well as creates life change throughout the world. You can be a part of this by going to tacoachurch.org giving. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Until next time, blessings.